What led you to the, the Marines? So in high school, I was a, an average student. Um, I was a pretty happy-go-lucky kid who didn't take life too seriously. Um, I, some of my friends, they were, they were really good students, uh, and I knew that they were more disciplined than I was. So in my junior year, uh, you start thinking about your future, and I knew that I needed more discipline. I needed that little kick in the butt. So I visited some recruiters, and when I saw a Marine recruiter, I saw that they were very disciplined, uh, looked sharp, very professional, uh, and most importantly, yeah, most uh, disciplined, and I wanted to be like that. So uh, I signed the contract. It was very nerve-wracking, but it's something deep down inside I knew I needed in my life, and Mm. I'm glad I did it. Because I knew I wouldn't go very far in life without that discipline. I I knew it was something that I needed. Um, I look back and coaches, you know, they, you know, they called me a bit of a clown. You know, I had talent, but I, I wasn't, I didn't, I worked hard, but I didn't work nearly as hard as I could have. And I knew that if I want to be successful in life, I, I better search for that discipline because I, I knew I wasn't going to do it myself. It wasn't just going to magically pop up one day. So so it was nothing you found like earlier in life through school or no, sports? No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't find I wanted to be good at sports and I, I thought I was working hard back then. But um, after all my life experiences, especially in the military, I knew that now I know that I wasn't working not even remotely close to as hard as I could have to be the best that I could be. Okay, so you're almost sensing that seek, uh, that that sense of purpose. Yes, direction. very there there you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, what age did you did you go to the Marines? Um right right after high school. Oh, the okay. summer right after high school, went to boot camp and um was, was was there kind of like a like a wake me up moment or a welcome to the military moment for you? <laughs> yeah, right uh, in the Marine Corps uh when you get off the bus at Marine Corps Recruit Depot, uh, when they come on the bus, they're they're yelling, and you get out and you stand on these yellow footprints, and everybody stands right inside those yellow footprints. It's yeah. been that way for a very very long time. Okay. Yeah, they're 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 screaming at you right in the middle of the night at whatever midnight one in the morning, and mm-hmm. that's what it's like for the next three months. Mm-hmm. So, what stuck out the most during that time in the Marines? You know, there's boot camp, which is very different than your, than your uh, when you're stationed at a duty station for whatever you know x number of years. But uh, boot camp, it would be you know the wake up call is when you're mixed in with people from even different countries, but you know especially like different states. You know, you might be um, with somebody from uh, you know Los Angeles, California. You might be with somebody. You might be mm. with somebody from Montana. You know, all right. different walks of life, and right. you might be the only person from Wisconsin in your whole platoon. And then you're homesick, and you just want to talk to somebody that that knows you or at least relates to you in some way, shape, or yeah. form. But you might not have that, so right. that's where you grow up. Uh, do you know who uh, Jocko Willink is? No, he's a he's a Navy SEAL and an author, and a, he has a quote. Uh, which goes, discipline equals freedom. Uh, do you agree with that? Yes, because I think that 
it's discipline is doing things that you wouldn't necessarily want to do, but you know it's the right thing to do. Um, and once you, then nothing becomes a challenge in life. And mm. then you feel free when, if somebody brings a challenge to you or you encounter a challenge and you have the discipline to see it through, it's not really looked upon as frightening, scary, or challenging. It's kind of liberating when, you know, I, right. I can do this. So it's almost that you have to go through a very hard experience to develop that type of resilience to have discipline. Absolutely. It's kind of like a, but it affects different people different ways, just like right. a, a deployment or any hardship that anybody faces in right. life. Uh, it makes some people uh, more resilient afterwards, mm -hmm. but yet some people it right. can have the opposite effect. So where have you all been for just not for the Marines, but for, you know, just other military purposes? Um, you know, boot camp was San Diego. Uh, uh, my military occupational specialty or my job while I was in the Marines was a weatherman weather man and uh, went to weather school, Keesler Air Force Base, Mississippi. Okay. Um, and after that, I was stationed in Hawaii for three years. And that's where I met my wife. That's where we got married and uh, brought her back to my home state of Michigan and joined ROTC, Army ROTC and, yeah. and got commissioned as an officer there and went to, uh, oh gosh, uh, Washington State <laughs> for a month. And then I went to engineer officer basic course because I was an engineer officer and that was in Missouri. Did that for several months. Uh, became a platoon leader uh, in the Army National Guard and that took me to the Arizona-Mexico border where we we helped build the wall way back before it was all popular and mm. um, Dominican Republic, Iraq. Mm. So yeah, I've been a few different places. Right, okay. Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. How was that? That was a interesting, very interesting deployment. Uh, How so? Uh, just that you're on a base like about the size of Clintonville, and oh, okay, and that's where you that's where you stay for. Yeah, being all the places you have been and having the experiences you have, what's your thoughts on war in general? It's 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 horrible, but uh, there's no way of of you know you can't totally avoid it. So. Mm -hmm. um, I've always told people, you know, you may not want to do it, but somebody's got to do it. And you have a sense of that's where the word duty comes from, you know, mm -hmm. doing something bigger than yourself. Today, what, what do you think are the biggest threats facing the military? You know, not to get you know super political, but obviously uh, whenever you're watching the news, you have, you know, you have Russia out there and, mm. you know, North Korea, but... Right. I, I don't have the intel, so I, you know, just have to right. wait and see. I don't know as much as I'd like to say that I know, but... Right. But when you were involved with things, did you have a better sense of what was going on, or were you, as soldiers, well, kind of... Well, you know, when I was in the Marines, you know, that was uh, right after Desert Storm. That was only mm. a couple of years after that, and okay. then... Uh, um, when I got out and when I was in Army ROTC, that's when 9-11 happened. And that was a big, right? that was a big, like, you knew, mm -hmm. all right, here we go. Right, yeah. And then, yeah, many, many years of deployments. Right. 
and you know so now you're a science teacher do you notice a difference in uh the way kids uh, act or obtain information compared to when you were growing up oh <laughs> unquestionably so yeah. i mean and it's it's not like oh it's not better it's not worse it's just this it's just different you got to keep things moving quickly which is you know Right. And I, I try to do my best to, to keep things moving quickly. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we have to adapt, you know, as teachers and maybe teach students to do a little adapting too. There needs to be a little adapting on both sides. Would you say the main difference is the, the access to information? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's literally, you could just verbally say a question yeah, <laughs> and it right. gets answered. Right. That's pretty incredible when you can just mm -hmm. say out loud a question and get an answer. When you were growing up, do you think did you ever think that would be possible? Oh, gosh. Like the term Wi-Fi and the idea of it. Like, wouldn't you think that would be almost that magic? Was way that like that would be like that was science fiction. That's yeah. like you'd only see that in movies. Right. And, yeah. And actually you'd watch a movie and go kinda giggle to yourself a little bit, like, okay, right, whatever. Mm -hmm. But who knows, maybe we'll be pressing a button on our watches and holograms will pop up. Right. You know, when you think about, you know, artificial intelligence, it's, you know, I think that there's a lot of future in that. Because, um, you know, you think about the economy and uh, automation, you know, a lot of that, you know, could be a concern with, you know, a lot of telecommuters, people who work on the phones, artificial intelligence can kind of do the same job. You ever kind of get like a call, like a spam call from, like a political thing or from the bank or something and you could tell it's just a robot yes oh, yeah. yeah yeah just things like that it's just very strange it's yeah and, and we we have to keep up with it <laughs> yeah can't fight it right yeah Might exactly as well embrace it and become more knowledgeable about it mm -hmm. but it is yeah it's uh change is scary but um it's what you you can either like i said you can either embrace it or try to deny it right so yeah, I don't think it's necessarily good or bad. It's just how the individual uses it, you know. And we need to be creative uh, thinkers to evaluate our information. That's one thing I hope we can do is evaluate information instead of just taking it at face value. So, you know, as a teacher now, what, what led you to education, you know, and teaching? I, I respected my teachers growing up. Um, I may not have been the best behaved or the best, I may not have gotten the best grades, but when I looked at a majority of them growing up, I did respect them as human beings. I, I admired them. I thought they were um, just uh, good human beings. They had good heads on their shoulders. Um, I could talk to them about anything. I They were role models for me, even though I may not have been the best toward them as a student, but right. I, I thought they were good role models and I looked up to them. So I wanted to be like them. And um, I want to be a role model yeah. for students. I'm not saying I am. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. I'd like to think I am, but uh, sure. I try to uh, be the best person that I can be as a role model for, for our kids. Right. And unfortunately, I never had you as a teacher, but I did have you as a track coach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of my best memories of track was at the Freedom Conference track meet. I don't know if you remember, uh, but the meet was structured in a way where the, the four 
by one oh, relay. Yeah. You ran back-to-back races, if I remember. Yeah, it followed the 400-meter yeah. dash, and uh, you know, which were both my sprints. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, but that isn't – because that isn't uh, typical, right? Usually you have a little bit of room between sprints, right, to just kind of, you know, get refreshed. Mm-hmm. But it was back-to-back. Yeah. And um, I, I remember. Ne- yeah, and uh, – I remember I gave it my all for that 400 and I PR'd. I got 56 seconds, you know, and but I was feeling like death after. <laughs> you know, I was just struggling to breathe and I was just, I felt very sick and uh, I was just kind of, you know, reaching for people just trying to find somebody to take my spot in the relay. Mm-hmm. And a minute or so later, I remember you came, you came and found me and you said, you 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 need to run this. You need you need to do this for your team. You need to power through. And I don't remember what you said word for word, but the message essentially was you you know you got to test your limits here. Yeah, that's that's something I would right because I I understand how it I I do understand how hard that is very 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 difficult to do what you did, but I know you can do it, and I want you and you know our other you know other athletes to understand that you can do it it is very very difficult but Mm -hmm. but once you once you see yourself going through it then it's amazing everything else that you know that you can do going forward after that like you know Mm -hmm. how mentally tough you are and what you physically can do Mm -hmm. well realizing looking back at it what you did when you said that you changed my self-talk because Prior to you saying that, I was saying that I, I was saying I'm too sick, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. But after you said that, I felt that, you know, I, I have a little bit left to give, you know, and that, you know, that I should, you know, see if I do have that, and you know, see what I'm made of, kind of thing. Boy, I wish I could take you to track practice, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and talk to our athletes. You know, but it speaks to the type of leader you are and the values values you have, and discipline is one of the biggest. Thing, defining things I feel it is you know when it comes to you know whether you're looking to you know have a success in a career or a relationship or a hobby discipline really is that defining factor because you know you just got to do boy it's kind of like a little deep here but it's kind of like relationships a lot of people say oh you know it's it's love or whatever but uh, a lot of times it's it's choice I choose to do this I choose to you know, uh, I choose to be committed. It's a lot of times it's making choices and then following through with those choices and commitments. And, um, and that takes, that takes discipline. Right. Because sometimes love isn't always enough, right? You gotta have, you gotta have commitment from both sides, Mm -hmm. you know, and it takes action (laughs) and compromise and sacrifice you think too, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your wife had to give up the Hawaii weather for yeah. Michigan weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, wow, yeah. <laughs> so what do you enjoy most about coaching track? Uh, I, is, is, is the story that you just told is seeing that when athletes realize, wow, I can do this, whatever this is. Wow, mm-hmm. I, I did it. When they're proud of their accomplishments because – that's a snowball effect. And if they know that they can do that, it's going to be, there's going to be that next step forward. So it's, it's setting something in motion um, that will help them 
in all aspects of their life. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, if they never take that first step, like even coming out for track, track is, it's a tough, it's a tough sport. I totally mm-hmm. understand where, you know, I don't want to run or I don't want to do that, but it's, it will make you a stronger person, not just physically, but more importantly, mentally. Um, it's kind of like when I signed up for the Marines, it's, well, you know, uh, it's hard to sign that dotted line, but yeah. it's like, this is, this will make me a better person. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's not for everybody, but, and I totally understand that too, right. but, uh, right. it's, um, it's commitment. Mm-hmm. I've actually started getting into cold plunges lately. Ah, yeah. all right. Wasn't that... I feel like I'm on the Joe Rogan show here. Oh, <laughs> you listen to Rogan? No, but I've talked to people that have, and yeah. he was just talking about those. The, uh... Well, yeah. Um, well, more specifically, I listened to Andrew Huberman, who's uh, he, you know, works in neuropsychology at uh, Stanford. He's a professor at Stanford, and he, you know, he lists off of like all these benefits of cold plunge, but not even cold plunge, cold plunge and sauna, and how those th- two things kind of connect. Mm-hmm. But um, a uh, cold plunge, it's be basically kind of like a like a natural pill, I guess. You know how people take medication mm-hmm. to treat, um, you know, things like ADHD or anxiety. This is like a and they take a pill for that. This is almost like a natural pill, mm-hmm. you know, because it refreshes you the rest of the day. It's because it goes back to that discipline piece of you're in freezing cold water. All you want to do is get out, mm-hmm. but you force yourself to stay in because once you do get out, you feel you feel amazing because. Hmm. It, it, it's this thing where, where you know, because I was talking to my dad about it, and he said that, he's like, I don't know why you'd want to do that. I mean, I just don't <laughs> want to get that, you know. I don't like it that cold. I'm like, you think I do? You know, it's just, but it's the it's the benefits you feel, not only uh, physically, but mentally, after you feel more uh, ref- refreshed and present for the rest of the day. Hmm. Yeah, it makes me think of like a pendulum, uh Almost like I don't know your 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 well being is a lot like it. And, you know, if you just sit there right in the middle, you're not happy or sad or you know you're just kind of there. But whenever the pendulum swings to the side of um, discomfort in life, that pendulum's going to eventually, because you were there, it will. You just got to wait. It will swing back to the the other side you mm. know where it's like oh wow i feel much better so um it's kind of like yeah you go through the the hard thing of you know sitting in that ice like oh it's your brains ah this is not good this is not good mm-hmm. you want to get out want to get out mm-hmm. so when you do get out man this is uh, this feels great <laughs> right because you told that voice to shut up <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. that little voice that well tells yeah you, you had to do d- hard things there you go or yeah. it would have been would have been nice for that pendulum just to sit right there and not move. Just say, oh, I'm not going to go there. But nah, give it that, that little push to where you don't want to go, that, that, that pain side or mm. that discomfort side. Because it goes back to what you were saying earlier. Like if you do something, especially earlier in the morning, if you do something like sitting in freezing cold water for even three minutes, the rest of your tasks for, throughout the day won't be as tedious because you already did the hardest thing. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice light bulb to go off. Yeah, it's right. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like it because anybody can do it because all you need is a, is a trash can and, and uh, just fill it with water and ice, and there you go. Or maybe some snow from outside. Yeah, <laughs> I actually did in the lake. 
yesterday. Yeah, just oh. carved a hole and jumped in. Dang. It worked. Yeah, <laughs> it worked. Do you do you think the Clintville sports program will ever kind of return to its glory days? Like it's always, you know, I, I get, and I'm not talking track specifically. I I I like to I like to think the positive because so, you know, it may not be you know in the immediate immediate future of like wow it's going to change in the snap of a finger, but mm-hmm. I, I I like to believe yeah that it it can yeah, yeah I, I like to without a doubt it it can it's, you know we we're community full of you know there's a lot of wonderful people out there and um, yeah I 100% believe that it can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're very you're a very positive thinker. When do you think you were you always like that? No, no. no. I suppose maybe the maybe you know the some of the hardships in life, right? Um, makes you uh, you almost you learn to think positive because n- negative thought becomes like a downward spiral where it's just gonna it's just gonna go more negative, more negative, more negative, right. and then. You know, right. your thoughts become words, your words become actions, you know, it's, uh, so yeah, if you think positive, usually you you become a more positive person. And then when you're a more positive person makes the people around you yeah. feel better. So Is I there, choose to be positive. Right. Right. And that's discipline too, right? Choices, mm-hmm. right? Just, you know, choosing. Is there a certain time, time or event where you kind of realized where you know you 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 gained that from was it the military that positive thinking or was it kind of just a combination of life experiences i think it's gratitude when you go through some of the some of the hardships in life um you know um and i suppose you know you know the big big deployment was a long time ago almost 20 years ago and Mm -hmm. um when you you know when you're you're scared when you're very scared and um you do have thoughts of you know wanting to see your family again but you do yeah. have those little doubts like man maybe right. it won't happen uh so that's a year i mean right now we're just saying the word year but yeah. that's a it's a long time when you're there and so when you get right. through it you're very a very grateful mm-hmm. person yeah um so but how did you get through it was it just through that self talk was it through just perseverance? Um, to be honest, it's 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 just taking it day by day, and the people around you are are a big part of it. So, yeah. you know, the people to your left and right that you lean on, they get you through that day after day after day. Right. But while your your family and your old life is back home, mm-hmm. right. so yeah, I think being gratitude has a lot to do with the positive. Um, the positive self-talk yeah yeah i think especially you know i don't want to get too religious but kind of looking at it from a religious viewpoint you know it's just kind of you shouldn't let those evil thoughts kind of tempt you know are those temptations um throw off you know throw off who you really are or you know you shouldn't seek pleasure there you go that's yeah that's selfish right yeah think more selfless yeah, exactly. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I think you do that, and that's why you're a great teacher, because you do that through the classroom, you know, and even, you know, at, on the track field. And, you know, I've I definitely learned some things from you. And right. like I said, that one that one story, that's something, well, you know. if I'm one honest. thing sat with you, it's, I'm 
that makes me feel good. Yeah. Because you want, as a teacher and as a coach, parent, you want, you want to make a difference. Mm. Um, and sometimes you, you have, you know, everybody has self doubt. It's not good, but, um, you doubt you're like, uh, man, this is all this energy. This is what I'm doing. Even sometimes you, sometimes you doubt you're like, is this even like, is it worth it? And then when you do hear from those kids or what you just said, it, it's that, that, that makes a teacher or a coach's day or even a parent's day. Like you just, just hearing that, mm. you know, Hey, your, your commitment and caring made a difference in my life. And that, that, that can do wonders uh, for that, that leader, that teacher, that coach. Parent. Right. I definitely think you do that for so many people. And, um, I don't think, you know, those self-doubts are always a bad thing because it just shows you care too. Good. Cause sometimes it's, uh, it can, it can wear on a person too when you mm. care so much and then you're like, ugh, you know, it's. So what would be your advice to somebody who's listening, listening to this and kind of, you know, feeling like a similar way, like how to, you know, how to get over that self-doubt, how to deal with it. And, oh and, uh, boy, that's tough. Uh, I'd say it'd go back to what we were talking about early. You know, if you if you believe in something, you know, commit to it. Yeah. Um, and then you, you and then well, we talked about this also. Once you commit, you know, uh, be disciplined. In what you do. Uh, that self doubt is that's everywhere. Everybody has it. It's natural, but mm-hmm. um, you just you know keep committing to what you know is is right or what what is a calling for you whether it's in your college like for you or um for me it's you know my profession teaching coaching uh, Mm. um is just yeah uh commit and and see it through right self-doubt it's you know and there's those little glimmers along the way that help push you along like you were talking about um when you said you know hey at least there's one thing i remember that really made a difference and right there that's that little I don't know what you'd call it, that energy Sil- pill, or that's the polar yeah, plunge right, that, you yeah. know, kind of wakes you up and like, okay, hey. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's just everybody's different, right? So that can look different for so many people, right? What what that is. And that okay. self-doubt, I think, comes when people are like, I don't know what that is yet. You know, like, I've tried this, this, and this, and I still haven't, I'm still doubting myself. I still haven't found that right thing. And I think people don't reach their potential if they give up and they and they they just settle I, I don't know and that can just look different for a lot of things whether we're talking careers or relationships right that's and, right and my biggest thing is you know I feel that I don't want to settle for a kind of a nine to five cubicle job you know I, I want to I kind of want to live a life where you know it's led by my passions. You know, this is something, you know, a passion of mine, just talking to people like yourself who are very interesting, cool people who have good stories and good values to share, you know, and good for you, you know, but it's this thing where you took that jump, you didn't give up, you know, and you found that right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm still searching for that and other people I think are still searching for that too. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's normal. Well, it's a good thing that you, uh, you know what you want and don't want, so that's a that's a that's a tremendous first mm. step. But you don't you don't figure that out unless you fail. Good point. Right, you got it. You got to mess up. 
because it gives you a clear example of what went wrong. That's the that's the that's the best teacher in life, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like that pendulum again. You almost mm. it has to go to that rough side. Yeah. Before it can go to the the other side, yeah. like why uh-huh. is it, why do you think it's like that? I don't know, but it seems like life. Yeah. Life is a lot like that. It's it's you can either have the roller coaster that's boring, and it just goes straight. Yeah. Or that roller coaster that has the that uh, you know if it has the down where you're like oh that's the bad but eventually you're gonna go on that up you know so would you rather have a boring straight life ride or would you rather have a little bit of a you know yeah. I'll take the roller coaster right and does that all come down to like we're talking about personal choice at the end of the day making that decision making that jump yeah and taking a little bit of risk you know mm. um making a commitment to something that um, it'd be easier not to make the commitment. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll just uh, not commit to this because it's easy. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, you know what, I'm going to commit to this. Uh, it's going to be hard, but mm. I'm going to come out on the other end uh, mm. a better, stronger person. Yeah, because, you know, obviously a lot of more younger people listen to this podcast. And, uh, you know, I think especially at a younger age, that's when you have it's better to take that risk because you don't have a whole bunch of responsibilities versus to when you're 30 or 40 and you might have a family or, you know, in a mortgage and stuff like that's that. That's your, that's, yeah. And that's, I'd say it's, yeah, whatever that, that young age, you know, right after high school mm-hmm. or during high school, you can make the argument, but right after high school, those next whatever number of years, whatever it is, five to 10, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's your. It's the path you're probably going to go down, and that's where you got to make those tough decisions, and they'll pay huge dividends later on in life. But mm-hmm. you better make those uh, commitments and decisions uh, during that time, because settle for a job or you get in a relationship or have kids. It's Making that change then is it can be done, but it's, it's a lot harder, I think. Right? It's, yeah, it's just more excuses not to. Good point. Good yeah. point. You're right. Yeah, it's almost like your 20s is a defining decade. And not for you know, not in all cases. But yeah, it's not a 100 percent. Right, but it, it it has a big effect of you know where you will end up. Um, there's actually I read a book called The Defining Decade, and mm. and it's just statistically backed up about how. 20s. People who, you know, what they do in their 20s, you know, reflects where they end up in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's doing what you did, right? Taking that jump, having a commitment, and uh, just, but, but wanting to be better, right? Yeah, that there you too, go. Wanting yeah. to be better. Absolutely. Uh, it's, I think everybody inherently, kind of, well, not everybody, but I think most people inherently know what they need in life. But it's just a matter of, all right, are you willing to pay the price for what you know you need in life that is there's just so many things you can do now in life right because independence kind of looking at it from a a, a perspective of human history independence is very new because you think you know maybe even 100 200 years ago Mm -hmm. you're doing what your parents did or you know because it was a lot of word to mouth you know you didn't have technology connections you couldn't use lincoln or whatever you know those things And, you know, for the first time, we, we are, you know, with technology, I, sh- I guess I should say, you know, you're you're presented with 
a whole bunch of options and that itself could actually make it all the more difficult because oh, yeah i never really yeah you're right i never really had to think of it that way yeah. but yeah what you say makes makes sense i guess yeah there's so much more bombarding your your brain yeah that it's a kind of it's almost like going into a store and there's you know, a hundred different cereal boxes. And yes. it's like, come on, can you just give me five to choose from? <laughs> right. Or like you're in a lifeboat in the middle of the ocean and you can't see the horizon and you can go in any direction, mm. any direction. But the, but the thing with that is that anxiety of you can go in any direction and be whatever you want. Sometimes they don't even move the lifeboat, you know, yeah. but the only way to kind of get a direction is to even, you know, start paddling. Start paddling, right? Huh. Right. Yeah, that's well said. Hopefully, somebody out there, may, you know, hopefully, it makes a difference for somebody out there. Yeah, maybe hopefully, more than right. one would be great. Yeah, the light bulb goes on. Hey, maybe I just gotta paddle. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird sitting back here behind the mic, and it's like, uh, wonder who's listening. <laughs> hopefully, it makes right. a difference for them. Well. I want to wrap this up here, sure, but I yeah. appreciate you coming on the podcast. And you well, know, thanks was... for inviting me. Thanks for making that phone call. And mm. it was kind of a little surprising. Like, oh wow, okay, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna get interviewed by Woj. And I've heard there's a nice, a nice audience out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, like I said, I appreciate you, and uh, so do so many other people. You know, in this community in Clintonville. Well, thank so, you. Yeah. So. Thank you very much and best of luck to you, sir.